Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. A desire to bring the truth to the forefront and a refusal to back down. The Roy Green Show continues. it's a stabbing pain um some days it's just feeling like it's like your your bones are hurting from the inside out um it's every day is something different it jumps from one area to another and just when you're in pain all the time it literally it just starts to make you completely crazy i can't walk i I, I'm essentially useless. I just, I'm unable to ambulate. If I'm able to get around it, I have to drag my lower body around the house because my spine is uh, that painful. It won't hold my legs up. Um, and I just sit around and cry. I mean, it, it, I'm not able to uh, be useful to anybody, at least of all my children. There are millions of people in North America who are suffering similarly, millions of people who are suffering with intolerable chronic pain, who cannot get around, who cannot live their lives in any way close, uh, even closely resembling a normal life. They can't because they are in such chronic agony, such distress. And yet their medications, which have been prescribed sometimes for many, many years, 20 years, 10, 15 years, opioid pain medications, which made their lives livable, didn't take the pain away completely, but it made lives livable. Their medications have been stolen from them by a system which doesn't give a damn about them. And that's the truth. That's the way it is. And you can hear all of the spin about opioids being terrible for pain patients or there's the, uh, there's the opioid crisis with people dying because they overdose. Well, for the most part, the people who overdose are unfortunate generic drug addicts. They don't have chronic pain. They are unfortunate generic drug addicts who get their drugs from street corner dealers. And that is what takes their lives. It's not the pain patient who is in that statistical category unless... The pain patient is forced to go and see the drug dealer on the street corner because the doctor won't provide the medication which provides help. And there's so much BS about it from people who should know better but refuse to come on this program, refuse to debate me, refuse to debate Marvin Ross. They've been asked time and again. They've been given opportunity to come in. I've said to them, I've offered them one hour in studio, two hours in studio. We'll do it by phone. We'll do it with you with us. We'll do it in Toronto. We'll do it in Hamilton, wherever you are. We will go to you. And they won't do it. And I'll tell you why they won't. Because they haven't got the courage. Because they know their argument is so full of holes that Marvin Ross and I would poke it, we'd sink it in the first two minutes. Marvin Ross 
is um, an amazing man. He understands. He writes about health issues for HuffPost Canada. And he's taken on the issue of chronic pain. And he's a researcher. And if you want to get into a debate, if you want to get into a fight over, over health issues and over policy, don't get into it with Marvin Ross. He'll eat your lunch. <laughs> he will eat your lunch seven days a week. Uh, Andrew Coster is a British Columbia man who suffers with chronic pain. And uh, he was not going to put up with this for, for going on, the fact that doctors wouldn't treat him and that he couldn't get the medication that he required, the opioids that he required, and he fought. And so a couple of days ago, we heard from the College of Physicians and Surgeons of British Columbia, particularly from the, uh, the, uh, the registrar of the college, the doctors in British Columbia should not ever, were not allowed, should not uh, refuse to treat chronic pain patients, and they should treat them with opioids as necessary. Now, the question is, how much have things actually changed, if they have? Um, Marvin Ross is with me. Andrew Coster is with me. Andrew, thank you for taking the time. Congratulations for getting the iceberg to move. Well, you, um, first of all, thank you so much for this invitation. Um, I, um, you know, in answer to your question about, you know, what has really changed, we, we simply don't know yet. These are, these are new standards. They just came out last week. A draft was circulated a few months ago, and clinicians had an opportunity to weigh in. They didn't want the public to comment on what the, what the guidelines or the draft guidelines slash standards were going to say. They only wanted to hear from the public if there were any, if there were any great omissions, but not on the, the, the contents or the nuances of the... Uh, of these of these standards but they're out and we shall see i call it a work in progress i don't think they're there yet and i think a lot of very good folk in uh, bc uh, clinicians and activists and people who help the pain community are are still going to hold the college to task well this has to this has to happen Marvin, let's uh, let's pick up the the issue, and we'll go to the ISIS story. That's I C E S. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Yeah, uh, it's certainly not. not a terrorist organization. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about they that. Might, they might terrify pain patients. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you for the kind things you've said about. Well, it's me, all true, and for what you do on behalf of patients with chronic pain. But uh, ISIS stands for the Institute for Clinical and Evaluative Studies. Uh, funded by you and I through our tax dollars. And there are a bunch of researchers, um, a couple of them I think rather infamous, Dr. Tara Gomes, who I believe is a Ph.D. and not an M.D., and, of course, David Gerlink, who is uh, well-known as uh, a member of the group Physicians for Responsible Opioid Prescribing, which is a very anti-opioid group. And they turn out these research reports of very dubious value. And the one that I saw about two weeks ago uh, had a headline screaming in their press release, one in four doctors prescribing above... Uh, the opioid guidelines maximum. And so I read the paper, 
And what they do is known as data mining. They take an enormous database that they have access to, and then they mine it for whatever studies they can get out of it. And they looked at the prescribing in 2015-2016, new opioid prescriptions or, you know, naive patients, and concluded that one in four doctors prescribe more than 50 uh, uh, milligram equivalent of morphine, which they said was over the limit. Now, (laughs) the interesting thing is that the CDC guidelines in the U.S. didn't come out till almost the end of their study um, in 2016, and Of course, the CDC guidelines are not um, valid in Canada. They're not accepted in Canada, and that has, um, you know, 50 MED maximum. The Canadian guidelines didn't come out until 2017. So remind us, because I have to take a break here. This this study suggested that one in four doctors is prescribing over the daily maximum of opioids uh, and it said in 2015 or 2000, and 2016, but the information didn't come out until 2017? Well, the guidelines didn't come out. The guidelines until, didn't come yeah. out until 2017. Yeah. So what they were saying, uh, I know you're rushing to commercial, but uh, what they were basically saying is doctors were too stupid to know what the guidelines might be in the future. Hmm. And so you got onto them, and let's get an answer on this too. You went to the, you got onto them. You've been in touch with them. You've been in touch with their CEO, who I invited to be part of this uh, of, of this session. As you know, you saw the email, yep. copy of the email that I sent uh, to the uh, to uh, Doctor uh, Shul, sure, and yeah. I invited him to be part of this program. Never heard back. Didn't hear back from Doctor Gomes when I invited her. Uh, what have you heard back? What have they done? What are, are they doing? The right thing to correct the problem? Well, yes and no. They were forced to. Um Dr. Shul emailed me back. We had an exchange of emails, and he said, we can't retract the study because somebody disagrees with it. And I said, I don't disagree with it. It's wrong. So I got in touch with the editor-in-chief of the journal Pain um, in Philadelphia. I forget what his name is. And much to my uh, surprise, he said he would investigate it, And lo and behold, they were forced to revise the publication, revise the paper in the publication to admit that the guidelines didn't exist at that time. Now, they also uh, put an addendum on their press release, but the press release that's on their website still says one in four doctors uh, not abiding by the non-existent guidelines. I've got it here. Nearly a quarter of all Ontario newly prescribed opioids received a daily dose exceeding clinical guidelines. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. Okay. And um, I have to take a break. Up by ten media outlets, all of whom have broadcast it. Yeah. Um, across North America. All right, Marvin. Hold on. I have to take a break. We will come back with Marvin Ross. We'll talk more with Andrew Coster as well about his situation and what's going on in British Columbia because across this country, chronic pain patients need access to their medication. They don't need to have roadblocks placed in their way. They don't need to be screaming in agony because they can't get the medication they require, and they certainly don't need to be considering suicide. 
And I've I've been in touch with 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 a number of these people, and let them know that there was a 30 year old police officer woman, mom of a 12 year old, who recently took her own life because she was denied the pain medications she required. That she was racked by pain and she just could not live any longer. If they'd given her the opioids that she'd been getting previously, she'd still be a cop. We'll come back. He always got straight A's, but his report card said he talked too much. This is the Roy Green Show. Please follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show, at the Roy Green Show, and listen back to anything that we air. We have our podcasts at RoyGreenShow.com, and you can subscribe to that as well. Just go to RoyGreenShow.com. Never a day goes by, literally, never a day goes by that I don't receive multiples of emails from chronic pain patients across Canada and the United States. Never a day goes by where they don't detail the hell they're going through and the fact that nobody seems to care about them and their doctors have cut them off. Physicians have said to them, we're not going to lose our licenses just to take care of you. Get out of my office. Some of them commit suicide. Andrew Coster was living with chronic pain in British Columbia. I want to talk to you, Andrew, about what happened. So you were, your issue was your back. Talk, tell it, what, what was the pain like that you were living with and what happened when you tried to get the medication that you'd been receiving previously? What happened? Well, the issue with me is a, a, a number of different forms of um, arthritis, osteoarthritis. In fact, I'm two months from having a, a brand new knee, a knee replacement. Um, and I also have a disease uh, form of arthritis called ankylosing spondylitis, and that's where cartilage turns essentially to a bone-like substance, which can create huge flare-ups in one's back, um, and that's where it can be in the neck as well. I had been, <coughs> pardon me, I had been taking um, uh, opioids uh, with uh, my previous GP, and um, one day I went in to talk to him, about the fact that I wanted, I wanted to have a discussion with him about what would, what should we do next, because I felt that the the current uh, type of medications that I was on wasn't giving me the same pain relief that I had a couple of years previously. Now my pain levels could have increased. I could have been. I could have. My body could have gotten used to the these preparations. It was a discussion. Well, my doctor walked out on me uh, and said, "Well, I, you know." Um, he said, well, we should just see what goes on. Let's, let's see in three months what happens, uh, essentially, and then just walked out in the middle of this saying, I am in pain. And I stopped seeing that doctor and fortunately found another one who understood, and we had the discussion that uh, I initially wanted to have about altering pain, my pain management. Um, but it was a it was a huge uh, difficult experience for me, uh, and it hasn't been the only one in BC with chronic pain. I've been, of course, kicked out of um, emergency rooms because people thought I was seeking drugs. Uh, I've been told that as a chronic pain patient, I shouldn't go to the ER, even though I can't. I haven't for a week been able to straighten my back, and I can't walk. Um, it's just it just seems as if the fix is in on chronic 
pain patients. It is. So, so what happened when you, how did you persuade or how was the college persuaded to change its position or adjust its position? Because I think the maximum they wanted was 50 milligrams a day. And I mean, it was difficult to get that kind of, to even get op- opioids, as you pointed out in British Columbia. What did you do to change that? Well, there were a lot of people. There were a lot of people that changed that. Um, I, I think I think that we have, we're so fortunate in BC. We have an organization called Pain BC, and uh, the, it's a government-funded organization, and their mandate is, uh, is, is many-fold. They're to advocate for pain patients who, who can't speak for themselves, but they also have a huge role in raising awareness on what, to healthcare professionals, GPs, um, OTs, anybody in the, in the service about what it means to live with chronic pain. Okay. Can I, 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 I just want to read something because we're running short on time. I have to read this, guys. This is from Anthony. I, got, I received this. On Monday, June 4th, CSPBC College Registrar Heidi Otter clarified that physicians cannot exclude or dismiss patients from their practice because they've used or are currently using opioids. It's really a violation of the Human Rights Code, and it's certainly discrimination, and that's not acceptable uh, or, or ethical practice, end quote. On Thursday, Anthony writes, I made an appointment to see my family doctor in Ontario. I got an appointment for July 10. Previous to January 3, 2017, I was able to see my family doctor within a day or two. January 3, 2017 was the day I was informed of the new guidelines from the DeGroote School of Medicine at McMaster University. My medication was forcibly forcibly cut by 50% in four weeks. Um, according to the guidelines, this reduction should have taken at least 20 weeks. I have both Crohn's and colitis, diagnosed in 1998, and have been relatively stable on a combination of medicines, including opioids, for the last 14 years. Despite my tearful plea to stop the tapering, I was again forced to decrease my medication by another 40% last April of 2017. My doctor's response was, do you want me to lose my license? I am now at the guideline level of 90 milligrams MED. I used to have just two fistulas that I lived with. Now I have 12. I first lost the ability to work part-time. Then I lost the ability to have my daughter every every second weekend. Then I lost the ability to insure my vehicle. Then I lost my transportation. I don't leave the house very much anymore. Now I'm in court battling with my ex who wants full custody of our 12-year-old daughter. I haven't seen her since April of last year. I saw four different pain specialists last year who all offered me medical cannabis. The last one told me that in order to follow the guidelines as written, I needed to obtain a letter from my local MPP. You are welcome to read this on air. Gentlemen, that's all the time I have. I thank you for joining us, both of you, Marvin Ross, Andrew Coster. We'll have you back on. We will not let go of this issue. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. When we come back on The Roy Green Show, Patrick Smith, airline captain, author of Cockpit Confidential, who uh, hosts Ask the Pilot online. You'll enjoy this.